All right, everyone. This is episode 11. Last episode was our 10 anniversary, if you remember. And this episode, we have one of my super good friends, Mr. Logan Griffey, on the podcast with us. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Can I cheer for myself? Is that weird? Absolutely. It was. Well, welcome, Logan. Um, So, Logan, we go kind of far back, and almost as far back as me and Laura, but Laura and I met in 2014 at camp and you and I met at 20 in 2015 at camp. So I'm curious, what were your first thoughts of me? Well, I heard before I ever met you, I heard about you. I heard that you had a culinary degree and I think, I don't, I think that was the biggest kind of thought that I had about you that we were going to have one of our cooks was going to have like professional training. Um, So I think I was just really excited to get to work with somebody that was like professionally trained in culinary. Uh, You were good about like being relational in the kitchen, but also being really intentional and serious about the service and the food quality. And I would say that it was probably one of the best summers at the high point kitchen that they've ever seen. That's high praise, Mary. That is very high praise. I'm sitting here like, oh, my lands. I didn't expect that, but I'm super honored. I think the Mary Davis-Andy Givens combo was was very strong. Shout out to Andy Givens. Yes, shout out. I wish was here. But um, yeah, that summer was, I remember my first thoughts was Gil had talked you up so much and I just thought that you were gonna be this like I don't know kind of like jock boge what is a boge I don't know if I can answer that on this podcast without offending people but um (laughs) basically like a goody two shoes who is also a jock oh this is about Bob Jones okay yes I thought you were a goody two-shoes jock, like could do no wrong sort of guy just because Gil esteemed you very highly. And, um, but I remember walking in the first night of the kitchen. Oh, I haven't heard this story. I think you have. I think I told you this. Okay. Um, but basically I walked in the first night and I was like, that's Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think what it was is you looked a lot more like, wilderness hiker kind of dude than I was picturing because I was picturing like a very like clean cut blonde like just your typical like pretty boy kind of thing and you were a lot more just like hipster and like just like I don't know like a total nature dude and I was like ah Logan but um so Logan like Laura and I you have had um, experience a little bit in the online dating world. So, Laura, do you want to start us off with some questions? Um, I guess I'll start off pretty simple um, with just which apps have you tried and which ones do you uh, tend to like the best? Okay, yeah, that's a nice softball. Um, well, let's see. The first dating app that I hinge and I had that for a while, and I think at one point I deleted that. And then I ended up downloading 
Bumble because a lot of my friends had been using that slash are using that. And then found this one called Upward. And I'm sure most people have heard of that because it's like a more Christian-based uh, platform. And I've used that as well. So those are the three that I've used. And I've definitely had... I don't want to, yeah, I, I think I've enjoyed Hinge most. I don't know what it is about Bumble or Upward, but I tend to um, have more conversations over Hinge and fewer over Bumble and Upward. Yeah, that's how I felt about Bumble, mostly Bumble. I liked Upward okay enough, but Bumble just like, I just didn't like that one for reasons that I can't really explain. So yeah, I understand I will- that. I'll say um, for Bumble and Upward, you have to pay to like get certain features. And I've, I'm not at the point where I'm willing to pay for a dating app. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Hinge is completely free and I think you can pay for different things, but they're not like shoving that down your throat. Logan, I'm curious how you kind of got started on dating apps. I have really not dated a whole lot in my life um, for various reasons, but one of the one of the reasons is just the lifestyle. I was working in a ministry and just did not have a lot of time outside of work for about three years. So when I I just finished, well, man, now that COVID's happened, time is a little bit tricky, but. Over just over a year ago, I finished my last year at this particular job and had a little bit more free time or a lot more free time and figured like, you know what, it's time that I start putting in more effort in the dating world and trying to meet people. The only problem is that COVID had just started. So I was living with a few different guys um, kind of in transition and one of the guys that I met was using hinge and we kind of struck up a friendship and to the point of like, you know, I, I'm trusting him as a friend and yeah, he just encouraged me to, to download the app and give it a try. I think before that I was definitely, yeah, definitely a little bit skeptical of dating apps or I think my perception of them was kind of like, what what you were saying about tinder is that it's kind of a an easy way to find people that aren't super serious about dating um so with that in mind i was a little bit more like at arm's length with dating apps but yeah i think it was just a timing thing it was the fact that uh i now had a friend that was using them and you know i trusted this guy and so yeah i that was when i downloaded hinge I'm curious, like, from your perspective, what were kind of your hesitations? I know you mentioned, like, kind of the validity of, like, what people are looking for. But were there other things, like, maybe from, like, I guess from a guy's perspective, I feel like maybe there's not the pressure on guys to be married young the Mm. way that there are for girls, at least in the South. Um, So I'm curious if there's, like, any stigmas that kind of that you've experienced as far as, like, pressure to be married or dating or like even with apps and different things, like if there's any kind of like culture or stigma around that. I think there is still 
in the church in general, they're in, in most churches, most like circles. Um, there's still pressure, whether you're a guy or whether you're a girl to when you're starting to reach a certain age, it's like, you know, if you're single, why? Um, yeah. Why have you not kind of taken that next step of marriage? And, and that, that's a very good thing, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's kind of assumed that like everyone has to be there. Um, so I think for me, getting back to your question, yeah, I think there, there was a little bit of pressure, but I don't want to necessarily say that's always bad pressure. Um, but I think my hesitation was, I mean, Mary, you know me well, and I've always been a little bit like skeptical. I don't know if I'd say skeptical of technology. I just haven't been like totally involved in it. I've been on and off with social media. And even when I've had social media, I really haven't used it a whole lot. Um, so I think some of it's just like a general bent away from technology and kind of wanting to do things a little bit more um, in person. But yeah, I mean, that's, especially during COVID, that was really hard. That was almost impossible to go out and meet people. Have you, because uh, I, I don't think I ever... I, n- I never started an actual relationship. I was never in a relationship that started online. So have you had any relationship, whether it's short term or long term, that has been uh, that has originated from meeting someone on an app? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I've had like a dating relationship. Um, there have been a few girls that I've met where we've gone out for a few weeks or a month. But no, it hasn't. I haven't dated anyone officially that I met online. Although, yeah, I'm not sure that that has as much to do with the fact that we met on an app as it does. Just, it didn't, you know, I don't know that it would have worked if we had met in person, but. Do you think that being on an app really opens a lot of possibilities and doors that you would never have otherwise? Or do you think that it just kind of um, brings in front of you people that you probably would never meet anyways or never connect with anyways, because that's kind of something that I wrestled with was, you know, at first it seems so exciting because you seem to have all of these potential um, boyfriends or girlfriends right in front of you. But then, you know, as time goes by and you sort of have conversations with people and it just doesn't seem to work out ever that this is my experience. Um, that you are like, well, geez, I thought, I thought this was going to be like everything that I've been looking for. I thought it was going to open all of these doors that I could have never had otherwise, but it kind of instead feels like I had been saving myself from all of this frustration by not having all of these options. Do you think Mm -hmm. that you had the same experience or does that, is that completely off base? Well, no, I think that that experience is really like definitely valid. Um, I think that one of, I think there are a few pros and cons to dating apps. And one of the pros is that um, it does introduce you in a way that's, I mean, very basic, basic, basic level. I don't even know if I'd use the word introduce, but you're able to see who is local, who is in your area and who is single and looking to date. Um, So I think that that's one of, yeah, I think that's one of the positives with kind of seeing how many people are in your area that are single that you otherwise wouldn't like maybe meet or find out that they're 
looking. Yeah, I think that that does bring kind of an excitement or anticipation to to find somebody. And yeah, it that can that can lead to to disappointment if it's if it's not happened yet. So, Logan, I know that we have had a lot of conversations about um dating so how did your perspective change from when you first started um kind of in the online dating game to where you're at now um well like i said at first my perspective was like this is not something that i want to engage with um and then it became a little bit more of like what laura's saying where it's like oh okay there seem to be some solid people on here that you know i could get along with and there could be a potential dating future or who knows what could come after that. Um, Yeah. So I think it was skepticism and then optimism. And then, yeah, you kind of realize that, okay, this is there, there are cons to it. I would say one of the cons is that it is an app that's engineered by people. And so it's really easy to waste a lot of time on it. Um, and kind of be spending more time on the app than you are actually like engaging with people in person that you've met on the app. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things is just realizing like, yeah, it, some of the ways where it's really not helpful and where it can kind of rob you of opportunity. Um, and maybe I think that's some of my criticism of dating apps. So I think just like, knowing how much time to spend on it and kind of creating boundaries, I would say. Yeah, I think boundaries are huge on dating apps because we've talked before on here about even like <clears throat> like taking breaks and different things because it can become such a time waster where yeah. it it almost just becomes like social media where you just flip through it and, you know, mindlessly, you know, judge who's cute, who's not, who's interesting, who's not you know, who's whatever. And it's just, you know, I got, I, there were moments where I would get like, just be watching TV and flipping through profiles. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not even, I'm not fully engaged in this app. I'm not fully engaged watching TV. Like, why am I sitting here wasting time? Like not engaged in either thing. Totally. Um, but I also think that it can be like, it can I think it can affect reality a little bit I think when I first got on different apps um kind of like Laura was saying earlier you know there's all these possibilities and it's exciting to be like oh my gosh like my boyfriend's just out here waiting for me to swipe or you know heart his picture or like whatever and it's just like there's there's kind of this um like hallmark romance you know beginning and then I think the more you start talking to people the more depressing it gets <laughs> like yeah you're like you're like I don't know like I'm never gonna find someone who's on the same page as me or you know whatever and so it can be discouraging but I think also like having the balance of like the expectation because that's something that I really struggled with um for months on the app is like just the expectation of like finding someone because it's like I don't know it, it it's in a sense it's easier than like going out and meeting people because you can just you know get to know someone without ever having to look at them or meet them but in another sense it takes a lot more intentionality of like 
even how I treat this person, you know, like, am I responding in a timely manner to their text? Am I being thoughtful with my words? Am I putting up boundaries or am I just spilling everything about my life? Or, you know, am I, you know, choosing not to respond to them when I don't think this is going somewhere or like, there's so much that goes into it that you don't have to deal with in person. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's like, it's so give and take. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's trickier when you're doing it through texting or you haven't actually met the person. It's, it's just easier to conceal, um, kind of who you are and not, I mean that maybe that's more of a pessimistic way of seeing it, but I think at the same time, like one of the limits of dating apps is that you're, you're, you're deciding kind of whether you like quote unquote, like, or dislike someone based off of like five pictures and three little quits. And so the quicker that you can kind of be in person and interacting in person, like to me, that's the best case scenario. And that's where I think, yeah, like the role, I think I'm realizing the role is to just be introduced. And then from there, like, let's get to know each other in real life. Mm. So that is that is a really encouraging thing to hear that there um, are guys like you who are not using the app as the entire um, relationship and that you are in the mindset of, yeah, let's, you know, let's text as little as possible before we meet in person and interact in person because you're so right. That is how you actually get to know who someone is and you get to know their personality. Um, And, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, man, what is, so then what is the reason why some guys and some girls, um, but especially for you, this question is tailored towards the guys. Why are there people who um, prefer you know, it seems like all they want to do is talk over the app and they're, they never take the initiative like, Hey, we should meet up. Hey, um, I would love to get your phone number so that we can plan a date. You know, why, in your opinion, do you have friends that have done this or do you just have any thoughts on why you think some people might, you know, not use it just as a tool, but they kind of abuse it in general? I think the few guys that I that I'm close with in this area and that I talk to about dating and relationships and that are on apps, I think that they they're also of the mind of like, let's not base this off of just texting or messaging and hey, it's a helpful tool, but at the end of the day, like we need to be meeting if I'm actually gonna be able to make like a call as to whether or not we should keep talking. Um, But yeah, Laura, I don't, I mean, this is going to just sound, I guess, cynical, but I think that that's just kind of the way that a lot of us function with technology. Mm. Um, We, we just do a lot of messaging and that's easier. I have Um, to, I have to chime in here because I think that I fall somewhere in the middle because I'm one of those people and I've, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse saying this because we talk about this on a lot of episodes where I am typically more of the camp of like, there are certain things I want to know before I meet a person. Um, And so 
I think there is a balance of part of its personality. Um, whereas I think a lot of my friends are like, yeah, like you free tomorrow. Like, let's just meet and get to know each other like raw from the beginning in person. Whereas for me, I'm a lot more, maybe I'm just like too, uh, I hold too much weight on my time. Um, and I feel like it's limited. And so I want to kind of not even waste my time going on a date with this person, you know, waste them spending, you know, dinner money on me or waste me spending time on them to like, you know, if there's, if there's stuff that I know I'm not going to move forward, like, I can't tell you how many guys have, you know, I've talked to and like, I have something specific on my profile about, you know, being on the same page with our faith. Um, And so it's funny to me how sometimes I'll start conversations and then like that will kind of come up and it'll be someone who in my mind, like we're completely on different pages. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation before. Cause I would not have wanted both of us to have wasted our time knowing that like, this is not something we align with. Um, yeah. So I feel like it has to be a balance if you're the kind of person that wants to know those things beforehand. And if not, like, I mean, um, there has to be a balance of just, I think the person knowing like, Hey, like, are these things that because I want to know those things and I'm not afraid to like ask them and it's not like 20 questions where I'm like I have to know your whole life before we meet but there are base level things that give me an idea of like yeah this guy would you know be cool to go on a date with or you know this wouldn't this probably wouldn't be worth our time so it kind of has to be if you're that person I would say it has to be a balance I think that's really true and honestly like the more that I hang out with um, young adult singles, just like through church or wherever, like the more I'm reminded of, it is so much better to meet people in a real life context, in a group setting. Like there's just such, there's not as much pressure. You're less prone to judge somebody. You're more prone to like appreciate them. Um, so yeah, pro, real life relationships for sure yeah I think I think the majority of people prefer that and it's funny because I feel like you have a pretty solid singles group whether at like your church or friends um and Laura I know that you do too even even just at your church but I feel like that's something I really lack and so I think in that sense like that's kind of other than Laura pestering me for two years about online dating that was (laughs) That was definitely an additional factor because I was like, how do I meet people? Like, there is not, there is not a singles scene at my church, really. And part of that is because I live in the Bible Belt where everyone's married at 19 and has children by 23. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not, it's a different setting. And it's like, even now, like, you know, being 28, you know, it's not like, they're just all of a sudden these singles that come out of the woodwork and they're like, me too. Like it just gets slimmer and slimmer the older I get. Um, But yeah, I do think regardless of your scenario, like I would prefer to meet someone in person any day. Like I said, this is kind of the Bible belt of the North. That's what people call it. But just to compare even the Bible belt of the North with that of the South, there's a church. It's a very large church down the road 
and they have a, it's called Yopro Young Professionals. So it's like mid twenties to mid thirties, single people. And it is like 120 strong. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine it being, being really tricky in a culture where you just get married early and there are less single people congregating in areas. First of all, I love the name Yopro. I've never heard that before. <laughs> and that is, that's awesome. Mary, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should hit that place up. Yeah, I was about to be like BRB moving to PA. <laughs> so Mary, you could either go to PA, go back there, or you could move here and come to my church. Oh, are those my options? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are your current options. I think they're pretty darn good. So Laura's like, God says these two things are okay. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, I thought you were in, are you in Greenville? No, I'm in Colorado. Oh, nice. Well, what's yeah. the single scene like out there? Um, honestly, Mary or probably like, shouldn't come the, out here. Just the church scene. I don't, does Colorado have churches anymore? Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Those are extinct, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, in my area, um, there are a ton of churches. There are churches on every corner, it seems like. Um, so, yeah, tons of great I churches. I don't know if I would say every corner. Just from a southerner, I would say <laughs> you have one, like, every couple miles. Um, I guess it depends on the part of town because, like, where I work and where my church is, I, I am not kidding you. It seems like there are churches every every few blocks. Wow. Um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you go to Denver, it's going to be a little bit different. But I live in the suburbs. And so, um, yeah, a lot of churches out here. But um, it's funny. Over the last probably five years, there have been several articles saying that Denver is one of the worst places to meet a spouse because a lot of people move to Colorado in their early, mid, late 20s. Um because they want the outdoor scene. They want a change of pace. A lot of people grow up in small towns. And so they want to sort of experience the city without committing to a huge city like LA or Chicago or New York. Um, so it's a very transient city. People move here for a couple years and leave. And then, you know, while they are here, they're not really here to like settle down and raise a family. They're here to have fun and be active and ski and, climb 14ers and go to all the local breweries and so it's it's definitely not um like young married young yeah. marriage it's not pro young marriage necessarily um so in that sense it's unfortunate but there are a lot of young people here i feel like your your church scene though has a good single scene it does i completely adore my church and the young singles scene it's so great it's been such a huge blessing to me and um i didn't always have that um feeling about my church group mary you know this but yep. um it's been a really like humbling experience to love love people that i wouldn't normally strike up a friendship with just naturally, but as you spend more time with them and sacrificially get to know them, um, even though they're nothing like you in some ways, it's been really cool to see how um, the Lord just 
softens your heart towards all kinds of different people that you wouldn't uh, expect yourself to develop deep friendship with. So it has been, I have, I have a wonderful, wonderful uh, church community here. I think I have, again, I haven't dated much, but I think what you just described, Laura, also happens to people like in terms of romantic relationships as well. Mm. Um, I have had, there have been scenarios in my life where I was friends with people and thought like, I enjoy being friends, but I would never want to date. And over time grew attracted to them and realized like, oh, we do have things in common and through shared experience. And so, yeah, I think like, that's another reason to get plugged into some kind of, I think, singles scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because, yeah, you do you do kind of soften and begin to see people for how they truly are. And, yeah, I just think good things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, Logan, a lot of times we um, talk about a dating fail that we have. But, <laughs> but right now, I am not in the online dating scene. And Laura is not in the online dating scene. So that means you get to share with us an online a dating, dating fail. My, I've had a lot. I don't know <laughs> that I don't know that any of them are that interesting, but Okay, well then let's do this. Talk about your best date and your worst date. Okay, this is online dating though. Um, it yeah, is- I mean, this is the theme of the podcast. Okay, yeah, okay, you're right, okay, Laura. Yeah, online dating. Yeah, so the one fail that came to mind, it wasn't really a fail. It just wasn't, I would say it was maybe the worst date, which sounds, it, it it's half true, but the girl that I met was super sweet, and it was just one of those dates where um, at at the very beginning, it was like, it was kind of fun. We were seeing each other in person. We hadn't texted that much, so we didn't know a whole lot about each other. And she actually picked the spot, and which I was totally fine with. She was very direct. I don't know that she was like, I don't know that she was a direct person. She was just like, hey, let's try this. So we met, we met at a coffee shop, which um, I think at this point, one of the things I've learned is like, that's not a great first date. It's just kind of boring. And one of the things that happened is it just kind of turned into like, I don't know, very boring conversation that just felt like information swapping. And it was just like, one of us would ask a question and like the other person would answer it. And then the other person would ask a question and they would answer it. And it was just, it was kind of uncomfortable and I was just ready for it to be over. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. You've, you've gone unscathed in the dating world. <laughs> right? Yeah, That's right. your worst date. Yeah. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm lucky. I, Maybe I have a lot more bad things down the pike. Let's see. I think I actually just went out with a girl that I met on Hinge on, I think it was Friday. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm I'm currently talking with someone. And we just went out on our second date on Friday. And we went, we had a little picnic. And then we went on a little hike. 
Oh my gosh. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really nice. Which is a little bit more, definitely a little bit more like putting myself out there for a second date. Um, Yeah. Because there's a lot of time where you're just kind of by yourself. Not a ton of time, but, you know. But it, it went really well. And she's, yeah, she's a really sweet girl and super mature. And I'm, we haven't actually talked about dating history yet, but I'm, you know, it seems like she's dated before. And so, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And we had this, we were on a river. The hike went to this little overlook on a river and there was a great sunset. And it was nice. Wait, this is so romantic. Is there a third date coming up? Yes. Although I just found out she's going to be out of town. She's going to be home in Massachusetts to like July 13th, which kind of like bummed about, but. Well, that's a good sign that you're bummed about that. I'm sure she is too. Also, that's only like two weeks, Logs. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It It just seems like a longer time. And I'm also, okay, this isn't as much because I'm like super head over heels for this girl. It's just more, I think my, Mary, you can probably relate to this, like things need to progress at a certain rate, like. Yes. Maybe one date a week. Like that's kind of, I like to be seeing someone in person once a week. Um, if it, that, That's not always possible, but like if possible, that's kind of ideal. And because again, I don't, I don't know. I, this is maybe a, something I can work on, but I just don't do well with texting. Um, I would much rather like us carry on our conversation in person. So I get that, but it sounds like your date was fantastic. And yeah, it was good to be someone who's not afraid of going off the mainstream, like, I don't know, dates, because I don't know many guys that would be so intentional on a second date that they were planning a picnic and a hike. Like to me, that just shows like, Oh, that's very intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm making it out to be more than it was. It, it was definitely a hike. The picnic was like we both brought different things and then we ate at a picnic table. It wasn't <laughs> – I didn't have like a basket with, you know, wine or a candle. It was not romantic. It was not that romantic. It was like, hey, let's – we should eat because it was right after work and let's just make stuff. So it was fun. Like it was it was nice to kind of make things for each other. But Aww. It's still adorable. It is. And oh, you got boy. to see a sunset. Like let's not yeah. let's not take away from the romanticism here, Logan. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> there yeah, it, it was is. it was perfect weather. It was it was uh it was a good time. Yeah, and conversation just went well. It was very different than the worst state that I described, where you feel like neither person is interested. They're just kind of like, we need to hit a certain time ratio <laughs> like if this ends too soon that'll just be really really awkward been there um, done that yeah I, would this... say, I i feel like laura and i can both relate to those scenarios where it's like yeah okay i should probably give this guy at least an hour of my time before i peace out <laughs> oh isn't that horrible that some, yes. sometimes that's just how it is with people you, <laughs> you just yeah. know it's not gonna work and i mean that, yeah i think that's very kind of you I think an hour is 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 good. 
Yeah. Laura, remember that one day you had that, like, start to finish was, like, 40 minutes or something? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yes. But on my end, I was wanting it to be – I mean, I would have liked to have spent more time with him. Um, But, yeah, he, like (laughs) – from the time we said hello to the time he kicked me out of the passenger seat of his car in the Starbucks parking lot was literally 40 minutes. (laughs) First of all – He kicked you out? (laughs) No, he didn't kick me out, but we had, um, we had met at a Starbucks and it it was winter time. So there was, it was winter COVID. So there really wasn't anything to do. Um, and so we met at the Starbucks and, uh, I got into his car and we drove a few minutes to a park and walked around this park. And then he was like, Oh, well, it's kind of, it's getting kind of cooler. Do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? And me being the typical non uh non-committal non um like I can't make decisions very easily I don't I don't want to make decisions so I was like oh I don't care what do you want to do and he was like yeah maybe you know like maybe we should just call it a day whatever so he just got back or no we we got in his car and he was asking me on the way back what my thoughts were and I was you know trying to be all easygoing and and carefree and I'm like oh I don't care and he goes okay cool well, then is it okay if I just drop you off at your car <laughs> I was like okay sure <laughs> um so yeah that that was that was 40 minutes but then I had that other one Mary where we went out to like he took me out to a full dinner and it was the most awkward dinner of oh, my life no. and I kept thinking the whole time like is an hour and a half to like an, an hour I think might be a little rude for a dinner but an hour and a half is about as much as I can stand so was that the one who dressed like a dad yeah <laughs> oh what was he wearing um he That's was like, like, like I gotta dad. make sure I'm not doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> Logan, I don't even know you, but I feel confident that you don't dress like uh, this. Mary. Um, <laughs> you don't, but can I just say, like, the classic Logan in the kitchen, I still have this outfit, and sometimes I put it on, and I'm like, this is my Logue's outfit. Wait, it's, what is it? It's crew white crew socks. <laughs> oh, yes. I already white, love this. White crew socks, and then Logan had these shorts that, like, at first glance, they look like boxers. Oh, I love were... those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they went. Are we sure they weren't boxers? They were not. Okay. Yeah, they definitely weren't. They looked um, like them, though. But Logan's pretty tall, so, like, they were kind of short on him, and they were, like, plaid, like, tiny plaid, and they, like, they just looked like, they just looked like boxers, so. <laughs> they were that, awesome. That with a t-shirt and, like, a hat. But there was, like, a specific kind of hat. And I remember one day, Sarah and I, we we dressed like Logan for a whole day. And he didn't even notice. He was like, man, I really like you guys' outfit. And we're like, thanks, bro. Like, Did I actually say that? Yeah, you, like, came up to, I think it was Sarah specifically. Because we actually got boxers and tie-dyed them. And wore those as our shorts. And you were like, those are really sick shorts. <laughs> I do remember that now. Those tie-dye boxers. That's amazing. No, I think this I guy, asked for some. This guy was wearing uh like very generic brand. I don't I don't even know what that is in men's fashion. <laughs> um jeans that were like fairly baggy and too long, so they kind of pooled around his shoes a little oh. bit. But his oh. shoes and his shoes happened to be like 
pretty uh, sturdy New Balances <laughs> and great word. <laughs> And um, like, actually, what shirt was he wearing? I think it was a collared shirt because he had just come from work and it was tucked in. And it just, the whole look together. And again, I don't ever want to sound overly critical or critical at all of someone, but there is an element of me that I think, I think your personality kind of shines through your mm. style. And yeah. so I, I was... <laughs> I pulled up and before I'd even gotten out of my car, I was like, there's a very good chance that this is not the kind of situation where he was like, oh, the sprinkler system went off in our office and I had to run to Goodwill and get these clothes before our date. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was, that was a very um, fun and exciting experience. Mm. Wow, good times, Laura. You've had you've had some some doozies. I feel like I've only really had one. Oh, but yours really, was, yours was so bad though, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Oh my, this <laughs> one. <laughs> this I one both got like, me. Yeah, yours takes the cake, Mary. No, I remember when the first time you told me about this, and I was like stunned. Yeah, that this was, individual did this. It was bad. It was who was I was talking this, to someone about it recently, and. Um, yeah, it was just over overwhelming because <laughs> it was overwhelming and underwhelming at the same time because yeah, for sure. there was like an overwhelming sense of like, what is happening? And like, how was I so off about this? And then there was like this underwhelming sense of like personality and just ability to be personal. Like, I feel like he... I don't know. And this is the pretty much the only instance that I have met someone so quickly. So like maybe that's maybe that's my like reason for getting to know people super thoroughly now is like trauma <laughs> from this date. <laughs> <laughs> like I we we matched on like a Sunday or like a late Saturday night to where like our first conversation didn't happen until Sunday morning. And then we met for coffee at o'clock. Like Oh dang! Wow, we well, he was very for... eager. Yeah, that. and he drove down like two hours to see me. Um, That's so tough. yeah, that was. Man, there, there's so much there. <laughs> there's yeah, just, like, so... so much we could expound on there. So I felt right. like I had to give him a solid hour and a half, and the whole like it is the longest date I've ever had. I remember <laughs> looking at my watch and like four minutes had passed, and I was oh. like, "How?" Like because. It was just from the beginning, it was bad. Like, I got there. He had already ordered. He didn't stand up and hug me. He got, like, the worst possible seats. Like, he didn't offer to pay for my coffee. And then the whole time, he didn't know how to ask me about me. Like, he talked a lot about him and his family and his business. And, like, he wasn't at all, like, <laughs> like narcissistic or, like, so self-centered. It's just, like, he... It was more like an awkward thing of like he didn't know how how to to not like he didn't know how to ask me things or to be personal and intentional about, you know, getting to know me or like the things that I like to do. It's just like it came from a place of uncomfortableness, I think. Um, And then afterwards, like we (laughs) we walked to our cars that were, of course, right beside each other. So. It was like, oh, like, can I walk you to your car? No, thanks. Proceeds <laughs> to walk to the same parking lot. Because there's only one parking lot there. So I was like, sure, I guess. Like, 
And then he hugged me for like an absurd amount of time. Yeah. And it was a very touchy hug. Wow. And then he went in for a kiss. Oh, I forgot there about that is. part. I like dodged it and he like half kissed my eyebrow. <laughs> and then he proceeded to hug me for like another two to three minutes. And I just was like, what Legend. is happening? Like there is no chemistry here. I just dodged your kiss. I'm trying to get out of this hug. Like, <laughs> none of this is going well. And then, as like, soon, are you awake? Like, as soon as I got in the car, as soon as I got in the car, I called my friend to be like, bro, I just had the worst date. And he texts me and he's like, you've taken my breath away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those exact words. And I was like, ah, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that but. that is one hundred percent the the worst date I've ever heard someone <laughs> retell. Yeah, it was it was not fun, and I don't know. It was. I look back on it, and I'm like, it's weird because when we talked, and Logan, this just further proves your point, is we were so on the same page about like. So we started talking on a Sunday, and so he was asking me, you know, like, you know, like, oh, are you, like, getting ready for church? Like, do you go somewhere down there? And so it was, like, kind of cool that, like, I wasn't the one asking those questions. Yeah. And so, like, probably most of our conversation, we probably, I mean, it was, like, 24 hours after we started talking that I met him. So, like, our conversation wasn't crazy. Like, we didn't text nonstop. Like, I was at church. I had youth group. Like, I was meal prepping. Like. You know, it wasn't this, like, consistent, constant talking. But when we did talk, it was mostly about spiritual things. And, like, as far as all that, we were on the same page. And it's kind of funny. I'm, like, learn my lesson. Like, just because you're on the same page spiritually does not mean that, like, I don't know. There's still going to be this, you know, fantastic date and all this kind of stuff. But it definitely has to be, um I don't know, personality and chemistry is such a huge thing for me because I think I've always kind of thought, you know, chemistry is like this fireworks fluttery feeling that you get when you're with someone. But the best dates that I've had, and by best dates, I mean there were two that were really good dates, and both of them just felt really comfortable. It wasn't this like insane firework feeling that you're just like, oh my gosh, my heart's going to burst. It's like, wow, I feel really comfortable around this person. Yeah. I really, like, super thoroughly enjoy time with them. Like, I don't know. So, it's funny. I feel like my view on chemistry has changed a bit since I started this whole avenue. All right, guys. That will do us for episode 11, the up-to-date podcast. Logan, thank you so much for joining us. It was so, so fun to have you. So, thanks for sacrificing your free time to – um to entertain the two of us fools. We will see you all next time on the up-to-date podcast. Thanks for listening.